Welcome to My Autism Tribe, an organization of advocates that are educating, supporting, and empowering those in our communities. We are one voice made stronger. I'm your host, Susan Mills. Hi, friends. Uh, thanks so much for joining me on this podcast today. Um, I, I feel like each time I do a podcast these days, which has been few and far between, so um, I'm apologizing for not being consistent in the recordings. Um, I was doing so well before COVID. Um, I was releasing a weekly podcast, um, and even early on during the pandemic, and then what happened? We all know um, virtual school happened. My work life was thrown upside down on its head. And um, and I, just being completely honest, started experiencing extreme anxiety. And I, listen, I, this is nothing new for me. I've struggled with anxiety for as long as I can remember. Um, even as a really young child, having anxiety. I, I had a wonderful, wonderful childhood two amazing parents, um, two younger sisters. There was nothing from the home environment that was stressing me out. It's just part of my DNA, I think. Um, But anyway, um, everything really just kind of imploded. Um, I was experiencing joy in a lot of things, but um, I I just became burned out. (laughs) And I know a lot of you guys can relate to that. I had to take a step back to focus on getting healthy. And um, being there for my family and keeping my businesses afloat. Um, it was a lot, but with help of a therapist, um, which by the way, I think absolutely everyone in this world needs, um, at one point or another, or maybe just all the time. Um, I feel like we're on the other side and I've been able to start getting back into the swing of things. Um, feeling some normalcy and I've even added a few more projects to my plate, which not sure my mother agrees with this. Um, like, like I need another project on my plate, but, um, these projects are ones that absolutely just feed my soul, um, and give me energy. So not, you know, like the, the projects that just sucks the soul out of you. No, these, these actually give me energy. Um, and so that's good, right? So I wanted to take some time to do a reintroduction, um, uh, on who I am, uh, my family is my autism tribe, all of that kind of fun stuff, and also give you an update on what's actually been going on. And there are so many exciting things that are happening, and I really do feel like there has been a shift in mindset, like almost like a paradigm shift. I feel like, um, I don't know, sometimes you can just kind of feel it, like, okay, things are starting to, to really happen, and things are clicking, and it's just an overall good feeling. So, Um, I live in Kentucky with my absolutely amazing husband, Cameron, um, and the beat of my heart, um, my son, Alex, who's my inspiration, uh, the reason I started my autism tribe, um, he's nine years old now and in the third grade, and that sounds completely ridiculous. I'm not sure where the time is going. I'm not quite sure where the last two years have gone, but that's where we are now. He's nine and in third grade, um, and do, and doing great. So, um, kind of for the kickoff, uh, for the reintroduction of my autism tribe, the nonprofit that I started, um, several years ago, um, of course we kind of went dormant there for a little bit. Um, we weren't doing anything, um, as far as event wise or anything like that. I've still been, um, meeting with parents and, you know, sometimes it's over a cup of coffee, sometimes it's a phone call, sometimes it's emails, text messages, all of that kind of stuff. So I've, 
I've still, I've never stopped that. I've still um, been doing that from the nonprofit side of things. It's just working with parents, whether they're just receiving a diagnosis or um, they've been on the journey for a while and just need, you know, uh, another ear or uh, some, someone to bounce some ideas back on. So I've never stopped doing that, but we, um, so we hosted an event, our first event after, you know, several years at one of our local hotels in the community. Um, and it was just a fun event. Um, there wasn't any kind of like heavy pushing on, um, what autism is, but, um, while having fun, we also educated our community about the autism spectrum. So this event wasn't just for autism families. This was just for anyone, anyone and everyone. It was a fun event. Come one, come Come all. We're going to have some fun. Um, Alex even took the microphone at one point, um, introduced himself, and we shared some back and forth, just he and I, which was absolutely so fun. It was just Q&A. Um, and it was re- really simple kind of stuff. Um, you know, what's your favorite color? How old are you? Um, what's your favorite food kind of thing? But he did so awesome. Um, I had no expectations on how the evening would go, but there were a lot of great questions that were asked and relationships and friendships that were developed. Um, Alex, like I said, just did amazing. So that kind of kicked off our reintroduction with a nonprofit. Um, and, and then another amazing thing happened, um, with, with this kickoff and with, um, kind of the reintroduction of our voice, um, on a much more public platform, we were connected with a local sheriff's department, uh, wanting to provide autism training to their officers and super exciting. Um, that's always been one of my goals, obviously, is to educate the community, but also the people who um, interact with with autism families. And one of the things is we've all seen headlines and read articles and heard stories that, you know, so a lot of first responders um, may not be completely trained in how they may approach or or help someone um, that's on the spectrum in the family. So um, after a few meetings with the sheriff's department and several months later, uh, we partnered with them to create a video series that can be uploaded into their system so that officers can watch them in their spare time. So maybe they're on the beat. I don't even, I think that's how you say it. They're on the beat. Um, and they have like a few minutes, but they, they're required to do ongoing training anyway. So a lot of them, um, log into the system to watch these videos. And so you say, well, why is this important? A lot of people know why it's important, but, um, there's some organizations and still, you know, we may do this as well, um, that go and have in-person trainings, but you can't take all the officers off the road, at the same time to conduct in-person trainings. So with these videos, all of them can still participate in the training, which is absolutely critical in the education and awareness of how first responders need to provide service, actually, in emergency situations with those on the spectrum. Um, But also because of this partnership, we've also now been contacted with other surrounding counties uh, to provide the same. So super duper exciting. Um, You know, some of these videos could even be copied and pasted, you know, so to speak, into other platforms. So if there are other local counties that are wanting to provide the same training, these videos are already produced. Um, So if you know, um, if you're listening, you know of someone that would like more information on how we created these video segments, you know, reach out, let us know. We have, um, there's several like really short, I, I wouldn't even call them snippets, but these are short, uh, little 
training videos where we've incorporated, um, you know, some, some different examples. And I think how, off the top of my head, I think there are like five or six of these videos, but they're really, really cool. They break it down into different kind of scenarios. Um, uh, also provide them a little education on how one might um, approach someone with autism or know or suspect someone that is on the autism spectrum. Um, so it's, it's really, really cool. Um, and then on a slightly different path, um, but with the passion coming from the same place and the inspiration, of course, always being my son, I've also been working on creating a children's book series. So it all started about four years ago. Um, I wrote a couple of stories for my son to help explain differences and uh, challenges he was experiencing. He loved dinosaurs. So, um, so yeah, I just wrote these little stories um, and did some doodles and stuff, and he seemed to really like them. And then I shared them with several people, and I was told by several people that I should write more. So I did. Um, and so this eventually led to the creation of this series called uh, Dino Sprout. Um, it's an educational book series. It's published by Rainbow Sparrow Books. Um, through the Dino Sprout book series, the the overall mission is to provide children and parents and teachers, even therapists, um, with resources that um, that we say cultivate healthy conversations. So I really wanted a way to provide children with a mirror and a window into the special needs world. So a mirror would provide children with special needs to see and learn about themselves. They could say like, oh my gosh, yes, I, I can relate to that dinosaur. And a window of course, would provide children without these certain special needs to learn about others, so which I think is absolutely critical. Um, and it's an A to Z collection of dinosaurs, so I've got my work cut out for me. Um, the first two books um, are the S and T, so Stella, the sweet and spunky Stegosaurus, and Toby, the terrific and talented T-Rex. So Stella um, is nonverbal, and Toby has sensory processing challenges. Um, there are other dinosaurs in the A to Z series also woven through each story. So, for example, in Stella's story, um, there's Drew, the Dryosaurus. Um, he has ADHD. Brody, the Brachiosaurus, has a brace on his leg. Um, and each of these dinosaurs will have their own book eventually. Um, Alex, the Allosaurus, which is the third book in the series, um, has anxiety. Um, Hadley, the Hadrosaurus has food allergies, you know, you get the whole idea. So, um, I reached out to illustrators for over a year. Um, and then my husband finally said, well, why don't you just illustrate them yourself? Um, and I do paint. Um, I am very much involved in art, but my paintings look absolutely nothing like a children's illustration. Um, completely and utterly different. Um, so I thought I'd give it a whirl. Um, I wanted the, f the books to be fun and simple with drawings that children could easily connect with. Um, for example, like my son, um, he loves Pete the Cat. So um, he loved those books and the illustrations. So I wanted it to kind of have the feeling of, of that. So very, um, very artsy, and in each of the books can have kind of like their own different theme, obviously, but, um, but they're very simple drawings, and so um, 
over a year later, we've released the first two books on Amazon. And I've even partnered up um, with a PhD professor, Sarah Hawkins-Lear, to create educational activities and curriculum that teachers can incorporate into the educational environments, um, which I think is absolutely a critical piece in all of this. And um, it's something that I'm I'm not only extremely proud of, but I'm also passionate about because we need to start these conversations at a young age. Um, I've visited several classrooms, and it is, it's absolutely amazing to see the children have all of these aha moments. You know, hearing things like, oh, I know someone that has to use headphones, and my sister can't say words, and sometimes I don't know how to make friends. Um, I've literally left classrooms and have had tears in my eyes. I mean, these children are learning are, are yearning for, for connections, and they really do want to be inclusive. They really do. Um, it's the crazy world around us, um, and sadly, some of the home environments that turn this behavior in other directions. You know, you hear like, oh, well, you know, just become jaded. So we need to reach them young and reach them when they're hungry for positive relationships right? So the books are for ages three to eight-ish, um, you know, and as far as like the, the reading level, I'd say, you know, um, about the same same age, but they're, they're read aloud books. Um, and so if, if you or anyone else would like more information, you know, check them out. So Stella and Toby are both on Amazon. Um, you can also go to rainbowsparrowbooks.com for more information as well. Um, that's where you can find activities. You can find coloring pages, um, kind of fun things for the kiddos. Um, any kind of teacher that's, you know, and, and posters, stuff like that, um, available for download. So they're just, they're PDF. So if your child, um, if you want to provide your, your children's teacher with something that, that they can incorporate into the classroom, um, that goes along with classroom standards, educational standards that they have to report to, um, with the state then, um, and they've all been written with that and aligned both with educational standards. So, um, Sarah has been great with that. And, um, the professor I'm working with and I'd love to ha- I plan on having Sarah um, on the podcast as well so she can share how they're being integrated into the classroom environments and she's an absolute wealth of information um, and not not to mention just an amazing human being so and I'll provide some links in the show notes too um, for you so uh, thanks so much for allowing me to join you um, today uh, reach out to me on social media, um, send me a note, ask me a question. Um, I really do want to be with you on your journey, and I would love to have you as part of my tribe um, because we all need one. So um, I, I hope each of you have um, a wonderful day. I love each and every one of you. Um, so be well, and um, I'll speak with you soon.